This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. I'm your host, Tony Diaz, a Libro Traficante, author of The Tip of the Pyramid, Cultivating Community Cultural Capital. And today we are going to explore community cultural capital that is at least 18 years and going. And this is a really special art event that to me is the epitome of a project that really does a lot for the community as it expands the idea of what Latino art and all art for Houston can be. So uh, I want people to, to really call your friends right now, tell them to tune in. And of course, I want to first thank you if you're tuning in. Perhaps you're experiencing this first on social media. We record it and it airs on the Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Have to Say Facebook page first. And then the Video appears on fox26houston.com. We appreciate our allies there who promote our work. And then, of course, the audio version appears on our first platform. That was our first broadcast platform, which is 90.1 FM KPFT, Houston's community station. And, of course, I have to pause here and remind our listeners that if you can, we hope that you can budget a donation to KPFT, Houston's community station, in the name of Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having Their Say, so that we can do our part to keep this great experiment in freedom of speech going. And we want to make sure that we can always put together shows like this, our terms on our terms. But of course, we're also high-tech Aztecs, so there's also a version that will appear on podcasts where you can find it where all your other favorite podcasts are. First, I want to say hello to my dear friend, Lizbeth Ortiz, who has been doing this for 18 years. A big hug. ¿Cómo estás, Lizbeth, primeramente? I am so, so happy to be here. Thank you, Tony, for inviting us, for having us on. And, you know, you've been here since the beginning. I remember going to KPFT at the, you know, for the very first year with Selene and Angie Moreno. Shout out to Angie. Um, and talking about this. So thank you so much for being there from day one and supporting us. Oh my goodness. I remember that. And of course, that was the magical mansion that KPFT used to be in. We're in a new building now. So that's wonderful that we have that legacy in history, which is, I think, what your your whole event's about, your art's about, our, our work's about. But before we tell everyone, now we're going to tell everybody about this year's 18th Wow, that's awesome that it's that you you know you put this many shows together. This year's Frida Fest, which has different components. We're gonna tell people how to get involved, we're gonna tell people how it got uh, you know how it came to this point. But first tell us who your guests are, and there are guests today too. Uh please introduce them briefly for us, and then we're gonna have them go backstage and we're gonna then interview them in a little bit. Sure. Um, I am so, so honored to have not only participating, but with here us today, um, Constance Vizzino, who's a local artist and teacher and got her students involved in the show. 
and also Alan Gonzalez, Emmy Award-winning Alan Gonzalez, who I just found out we were both uh, graduates from HSPVA. Um, so, you know, all Houston love, Houston community. And um, I'm so excited for them to talk to you and tell you how they're participating this year in the Frida Festival. That's fantastic. Because uh, we have visual artists, teachers, fashion, uh, we'll let you both say hi for a little bit. Constance, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing your, some of your work. Um, you want to tell people a little bit about where they can see some of your work on your websites? Yeah, well, you can follow me at Coral Bouquet Gallery. Um, I have all of my work loaded there and my website. It's under the same name. Um, I'm going to be in, well, the Frida show this month. I'm doing a show in Artist Gallery for Upcycled. It's up through the month of April. And then I'm also going to be at Hardy and Nance's Black and White show this weekend. So, yeah. Fantastic. And Alan, too, I was, I was saying before we got on air, I had a chance to see your show before you were on Project Runway, before you were all over national TV. And it was great to, to see the trajectory of your career. And it's great to see you back in Houston for this. So say hi to your fans and tell them where they can <laughs> Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. You can always find us on all of our social media. It's at Allentude. It's Allentude, like attitude, but Allentude. And that's, we're there everywhere. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining us. We're going to take you backstage for a little bit and we're going to call you back for, for a more extended interview. But uh, Lizbeth, do us a favor. Tell everyone about exactly when and all the different facets of Frida Fest that will take place this year, because we want to make sure that they know what's going on and how they can enjoy it. Yes, um, thank you, Tony. So we've grown, as you were mentioning, 18 years. So much has happened. So many people have come and gone. And um, we really wanted to to extend as, man, as many activities as we could without, you know, killing ourselves. <laughs> so. Um, we broke it up. Um, we started this past weekend with the art opening, Viva Frida, at Mecca at the East End. Uh, the show is, is up until the end of the month. Uh, we had 40 artists participating, over 60 pieces. And I have to say that um, before the show even opened, we sold three pieces. And wow. two of them were by students. One of them was Constance uh, student. And, and the other one was by the youngest art, artist participating this year, who is six years old, Isabella. Um, and um, it, it's just wonderful to see how um, we can reach out and, and include young people into the arts and have them be inspired, not only by Frida's legacy, but by our community. Um, so that was the first component. And, and you know, the art component was always at the core of this festival. So I'm happy that we have that thriving and going. Uh, our second event is going to be Frida and Primavera, which is a dinner and fashion show fundraiser. Uh, this year, it's uh, going to be at the ballroom at Bayou Place. And Alan Gonzalez, who's the one of the featured designers, will be able to talk about his designs that he made exclusively for that event. He's presenting 10 designs. And we're just over the moon thrilled that uh, he is working with us in this project because, again, we're about um, highlighting our community and, and really giving back and, and, you know, finding out that he also went to HSPVA. We were talking about how we grew really uh, there and we owe so much of our, our who we are as artists and people because of our experience there. 
so again, it goes back to the core of, of community and, and really kind of tapping into the, the young audience to give them that encouragement. Um, and last but not least is our Frida Festival. Uh, and this year it's going to be at Mecca Dow, 1900 King Street campus. And we're having all the components that we've had. It's always been free and family friendly. That's, um, that's something that's really important to us. We want to give back to the community and have it accessible to everybody. And we'll have um, Ballet Folklorico, dance, Karina Nestal, and the Cosmic Cats are going to be closing off the festival and mm. a concert they're going on on stage at six o'clock. And um, we'll have vendors. We have over 40 vendors participating this year. Um, and, and yeah, we'll have some artwork also at Dow that I'm taking from um, the art show so that people who didn't have a chance to go to the East End campus at the old TBH building can uh, admire some of these awesome pieces. And, um, and we just want to engage everyone, you know, to talk about um, how to express themselves through art in the community, because really that's what was what Frida's um, core, I think, in her art that I get inspired from was expression through art. And these days when there's so much going on, so many topics that are hard to talk about, um, you always have uh, art, some kind of artistic way to really be able to express yourself, whether it's through writing, music, dance. Um, and so that's what uh, the Frida Festival aims to do. And I think you're touching on really something important in that there is a figure of Frida Kahlo, which is uh, disseminated by corporate media, but she has a very profound impact on we, you know, us as community members. And what I love about you honoring her for these 18 years, you follow suit in that you're passing on the representation, the cultura, and also showcasing Houston artists at their finest, which I really want to stress because it's bringing a global figure who was not always recognized and making sure that it touches individual lives here in Houston. And that's super important. Um, before we talk about a little more the individual events a little more, I do want to talk about you because it was very touching. I had the pleasure of uh, hosting uh, a community event with the with the Museum of Fine Arts Houston when they were focusing on Alebrijes, and yours was one of those uh, works. And I remember you told your story, how what that signified to you. And I think that's what you're bringing to our students, to our family. Would you be kind enough to walk us through what you what you shared with the la gente allí en la plaza ese día at the MFH? Yes. Um... Like I mentioned earlier, I went to HSPVA and it was an amazing experience. We got to go to the Museum of Fine Art and we would go to the Cullen um, Sculpture Garden, which is where that event took place and my sculpture was displayed. Um, as a student walking through that a beautiful garden, I, I never really saw representation. 
all the names were, were foreign. They didn't sound like mine. And um, I didn't think that there was a place there for me. So to be able to create a piece and be invited to show it there um, was something that wasn't even a goal because I don't, I didn't think it was attainable. Uh, it was just something that um, wasn't on the table. So I was very, very honored and proud to, to be able to do that and to showcase that to the, all the young kids that were there that they too could have a sculpture there one day or participate in some way um, in, in, a, um, in a place that for so long was not available to, to our community as participants. I mean, we could visit it, but um, I don't think that, you know, anyone really thought, oh, one day I'll have something displayed here. Um, so I was very grateful for that opportunity and um, Frida Festival kind of touches on that re representation, right? You want um, artists and not just little girls, but um, young um, boys too and, and, and everyone to know that your voice matters. You have a voice, you can um, express yourself, your feelings through art and um, don't, don't listen to what you know the negative um sound boards of like you're not good enough this isn't right this isn't what people want to see um as long as you're doing it respectfully and not causing any harm and expressing yourself artistically then there is no reason why you should um shy away from it as people support this i want them to keep that in mind because people can go and have a great time and not know all these other layers but we have to sustain this and our fellow artists from our community. On that note, there's three events. There's the ongoing visual arts exhibit. So we'll probably talk about that first. Then there is the fashion show. We'll talk about that. And then there is what people have come to know and, and think of the Frida Fest. So let's bring Constance on and you can tell us about the uh, fashion show that is going on and, and, open to folks um, through through the festival, but I'd like to find out how you both got to work together. And I think it's it's exciting that some of your students, is that right? Am I, did I hear this right? Some of your students sold their work? Yes. And you, you really do have Lizbeth to thank for that actually, because um, one of my goals as an art teacher and a working artist has always been to encourage my upperclassmen students to participate in events that are going on in Houston, specifically in professional gallery shows. And there aren't really a lot of opportunities for young people. Um, and one of the things I really wanted them to get involved with this year was the Frida show when I saw the art call for it. And I kept talking about it with my students, but they were really focused on some other things that were doing like base competition. Well, luckily, uh, one of my students, Jennifer Miranda, she had done this incredible piece, and I don't know if we can get a photo of it, but it's just gorgeous. It has alcohol ink background. She did a crocheted heart with just incredible detail, just a, a really stunning piece. And it had a beautiful message about the relationship between a father and a daughter. And um, I was really pushing her. I said, you know, I, I feel like this would be a perfect piece for the Frida show. But she was nervous. You know, she'd never done a professional gallery show before. And she kind of just blew me off a little bit <laughs> and thought I was just being really nice. Uh, luckily, when we went to vase, Miss Ortiz was actually her juror. And she just fell in love with the piece. And she really pushed her 
to try and participate. And so when Jennifer came back to me after meeting with her and speaking with her, she said, I'm going to do it. You know, she said I should do it as well. And she's the person in charge. And she was so excited. Um, when I reached out to Miss Ortiz and said that we were going to be putting that piece in the show, she was so sweet, wonderful, really excited immediately and reached out to myself and Jennifer and said she would be honored if Jennifer would come and actually share her story because she had loved it. When they spoke during base, she said, you know, it was a beautiful, touching story that had really, they both ended up sobbing. <laughs> so, um, she invited her to come and present the piece and tell the story behind it to the board and to a room full of professionals. And, you know, Jennifer will tell you she was very nervous, but she made her family very proud. She did a wonderful job. And I'm just really grateful that um, this is an opportunity for students to be able to participate in the art community. And um, they were just really happy. I had four kids who participated and all of them were there the opening night. And it was just a wonderful experience. And now they've got the bug. I was telling Lisbeth earlier today. Now they're, they're like, okay, what's the next show, Miss Vizino? <laughs> When's the next gallery show? When can we do another open call? So I'm really, really pleased and grateful. That's fantastic. And I was at the preview. Uh, oh, over awesome. Shout out to Garza Studios. So I got to see the piece uh, and I got to hear... Uh, her tell her story and it was very touching yeah. wonderful to see her parents and i think that is so important because yes that one moment is key but even anyone listening right now they're going to understand that it takes everybody to do their job and and bring all those pieces together just to get that one piece out there um, right. which is beautiful uh, do me a favor, Constance, can you tell us a little bit about where you teach, what grade you teach, and how long you've been teaching? Absolutely. Um, I think this is my 15th, 16th year. At this point, you kind of lose count, right? Uh, but I currently just moved to Klein ASD. Formerly, I was in SciFair for 10 years. Um, and I did some really great things in SciFair, but I was teaching middle school, and I, I really had my heart set on returning back to high school. So I am now at Klein Kane High School in Klein ISD. And um, it's just, it's just an, a wonderful district. They are incredibly supportive of arts. You know, they have an art signing day. In fact, when I sent photos and all of the information about Jennifer and being able to present to everyone her piece, um, they were so proud. They ended up putting her in the Klein ISD newsletter. They're just a really supportive and very fine arts heavy district. And it's, it's a great place to work. Fantastic. Uh, Elizabeth, is that exactly what you intended? Did you plan all that? <laughs> it was all planned. It was all in the stars. <laughs> no, it, it really, it really lined up beautifully. I mean, when, when I saw her piece, um, it's a beautiful experience to be a juror at base because you come across all these young um, artists and you really, my, my faith in, in kind of the education system is restored that there's still people like Constance uh, mm -hmm. teaching art and, and giving a safe space mm -hmm. to these young artists to, to create. Um, and so when she came into the room and, and, you know, I have to mention, she wasn't assigned to my, to my room. It was just, it just kind of happened that, um, I didn't have anyone to, to see. And so when she took her piece out of the box, I was just dumbfounded because I right away recognized um, how delicate and beautiful it was. She hand crocheted a uh, anatomically correct heart 
and the ink blot uh, background is this kind of reminiscent, stormy, cloudy um, um, background that's like Las Dos Fridas of, of, of Frida. And um, I even looked it up and I showed it to Jennifer and she was like, oh yeah, it does look like it. Uh, and that's why I was like, please, can you please submit this into the show? I would love to have this. Um, and, and yeah, her, um, I mean, the title's Unspoken Love. And when she talked about the inspiration, I mean, Tony, you were there, there was not a dry eye in the room. And, and you know, she was crying and I was crying and then she was apologizing. I was like, please never apologize for your feelings. This is perfectly mm -hmm. fine. It's, it's, it's beautiful that art really moved her and she was able to express her, herself through art and um, that it causes people to, to, you know, become emotional about it in such a beautiful way. So, I mean, it hit all the notes. Mm -hmm. It was just a home run. So um, I was just thrilled that it, it could, it worked out. I love it. And it's a very Houston thing and it's a yeah. family you can keep working with. Fantastic. Well, Constance, fact, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention the fact that her parents were there um, when she talked about it and, and I was able to tell them, you know, I'm glad you're here to witness the fruits of your labor. This mm -hmm. is what your sacrifice has done. So it was, it was just beautiful. We're gonna bring Alan on because, okay, I wanna remind folks, there's three components. The visual art exhibit, which we just got done talking about, it's still on display. We're about to talk about the fashion show. And then of course, the Frida Fest that you've come to expect. So uh, Lisbeth, tell us a, a little bit about the fashion show, how you teamed up with Alan for that. Um, well, so fashion's always been one of my um, passions. Um, I just, I don't think I have the, the thick skin for it. <laughs> so, um, I look to other designers to, to come and fill that in and help with that passion. And one of our board members, um, said, I know, um, Alan Gonzalez, would you want to reach out to him? And I was like, yes, please. Thank you. I would love that. I mean, I'm also a long fan of, uh, Project Runway. So I watched him and, and loved him. I mean, Houston representing, right. And so it was, it was awesome that it lined up and he's not only talented, but he's such a sweet and amazing person. So it's been, it's, it's just really, really awesome that, you know, we can incorporate that into this year's um, Frito Festival. Alan, so what are your thoughts on uh, getting involved this year? What, I'll ask you what seems like a silly question, but why did you want to get involved? You know, I think uh, that, the board brought me in and asked me to join. And I thank Lizbeth for reaching out and making it happen. I've heard about the Frida Festival for many years growing up here in Houston. So we do know all about it. We've gone to several of them before. And it's been so exciting to see that now we're doing a fashion show. It was definitely a challenge because most of my fashion is not your typical sort of like, you know, pueblito type designs with the embroidery and the colors that go with Mexican uh, culture and, you know, the fabric choices that happen. 
But I'm really excited to show something different and something new that really does tie to what my brand is all about with the way that I design and the way that I was inspired by Frida. So I'm excited to show that. I like what you're saying too, because for example, as a fiction writer, that becomes a dilemma, right? Are you writing Latino enough or not? And my, my answer is always, well, I'm a Chicano. So whatever I write is part of Chicano literature, right? And, and, and our yeah. job is to expand what it means in, in many different ways. So that's exciting. And isn't that what Frida did though? Um, Correct. And it, and I feel like that, you know, on, on a daily basis of a struggle as a DACA recipient, I am one of the dreamers. So, I mean, I was born in Monterrey, but I grew up here in Houston. Monterrey Texas. in the house. Monterrey in the house. You already know. <laughs> so it's been, it's been interesting growing up like that. Right. Because como siempre dicen, no soy de aquí, no soy de allá. And, and it's always that struggle of, of where do I belong and how do I get there? But it's, it's been, you know, thanks to my mom and all of her struggles and a loving family and a supportive household, I've been able to get to where I am. And I'm so excited for the opportunities and the rooms that I've been able to go into. I love that. And I want to emphasize, this is a very Houston festival. This is a very Houston approach. And look at the Houston talent that we have here, really pushing the beauty of our cultura in our art. Is that one of the goals, Lizbeth, or do we just kind of do that in Houston? Well, I think we do that because that's who we are, right? But it, it's definitely a goal to show the world, to show you know the rest of, of the country and, and everybody that we're proud of who we are. We're proud mm -hmm. of our talent and and we invite everyone to come see it, you know, come, mm -hmm. come join us for, for art and love and, and, and culture and, um, we're, we're willing to embrace you. <laughs> we welcome you with open arms. Ellen, can you give us a sneak preview of any of the pieces? Or are you still shaping them? You know, it's a little bit of both, Tony. I could give you a sneak peek, but I'm not going to, to make sure that I see you there at the show. I'm going to keep you wanting more. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's really exciting to be back here in Houston. Um, even after living in New York, I think that I see a lot of artists that sort of just like rep Houston, but being here and what Lizbeth is doing to really give back to the Houston community. Growing up here, I was able to be in that artist community. Like you said, Tony, you were there when I was doing fashion shows at Clay Houston, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't have those opportunities here in Houston, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am in other bigger cities when I get to work in LA or when I get to work in New York. But being back in, in Houston, it's just, there's there's a family that you really feel here. And, and I love that Lizbeth has continued to do that. And it is great that you visit those other cities, represent, do well, but still have cariño. Y, y sabes que tienes familia aquí en Houston, Texas, para siempre. So, so, so super cool, super importante. And I think that's why we need these traditions like that, just to keep, just to keep things going. Definitely. Let's get Constance back. So um, I tell you what, I'd, I'd like to find out maybe in closing, what who are some of the breaks or folks that helped you early on that that one you're all giving back so that that's fantastic all of you are giving back 
that's not by by coincidence. So I'd love it if each of you might give us a, a, a hint as to who is that person that uh, inspired you or showed you that you can still be a professional but still give the community. Uh, we'll start with Constance. Um, you know, you're a visual ar artist, but you also share that with students. And here you are stepping outside of, you know, the regular terrain, a community center. Yes, it's a global figure, but you're bringing your art to young kids and pushing them. Um, anyone you can think of that that helped model that for you? I too, and I'm actually really glad you asked because I'm. <laughs> So the reason that I wanted to become an art teacher and wanted to be a professional artist is because my art teacher in high school, Miss Robin Mouton, was a professional working artist. She is still a working artist in Houston, Texas. Many people know her. She's kind of a staple at the, the Glassell. Um, and she was my teacher and she would bring her work in. She would show us what she was working on, what she would talk about the shows she was entering. And I thought it was the first time I thought I could actually have a career in teaching and be a professional working artist. It was very inspirational. And the second person is actually my former art director, Lee Carrier. She's also a really respected Houston area artist. She has um, a piece portraying Sandra Bland in the you know, African-American Museum of Art here in Houston. And she really supported us when I worked in Cypher, all of her art teachers to become a part of the community and really try to put our work out there. And it just gives you a real love of, for what you do. And that's going to go back with you into the classroom. It's going to inspire your students to, to really push them to be their best as well. I love hearing that. And it it's beautiful that you're doing that as well. I think Roxana brought on the image from the piece that we're talking about. Um, uh, how big a deal is it to sell your first piece? As a, as a, as a writer, I can imagine it's probably like getting your first publication. But uh, how big a deal is it? It made her year. <laughs> it made her, her life. Uh, I don't think I sold my first piece until I was in my 30s and she did it in high school. So she's over the moon. <laughs> she did it five times sooner. That's awesome. Right. And, and there's already commissions on, you know, knocking on her door. So no te creo, de verdad. Yeah. People were people were surprised they they, you know, it's it was for sale um at the kickoff party. And I'm like, well you can commission her. She'll make you a piece, I'm sure. So yeah. She's going to be a busy girl over the summer. <laughs> that is so fantastic. Lizbeth, um, I've had the pleasure of, of, you know, being a friend, knowing you, seeing you work uh, everywhere. Um, I've seen you at the Story Hive. Uh, you know, we see you with BIPOC Arts Network and Fund. Um, but to put 18 years into a project is a lot of hard work. Um, I hope if folks are watching and they have a way to sponsor or support, I hope they can, I hope they do that because it takes a lot of time, energy, cariño y corazón to do something for 18 years. So um, there's probably a long list of folks that um, fired you up, but can you think of one or two that have instilled this, this desire for you to help community and, and to give back? Um, yes. And, you know, it, it, it has to go back to teachers, my high school teachers, um, Mr. Sheard and Ms. Montgomery, Eileen Montgomery and David Sheard from HSPVA. Uh, I was actually introduced to Frida by them. 
And um, yeah, being from Mexico City myself, I, I didn't know until I was uh, a freshman in, at HSPVA. And um, I'm, I'm happy to say that they were there at the first Frida Festival after, you know, graduating, going to New York and coming back. I invited them and, and they were um, so, so sweet and congratulating, you know, me on, on, on doing the first one. And um, luckily, I still keep in touch with, um, with David Sheard. Uh, unfortunately, Eileen passed away um during uh the pandemic but um you know it's 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 it all goes down to teachers if we don't have um educators encouraging our young people then it's mm -hmm. it's hard for for there to be hope you know so that's why i'm so happy to have uh people like constance uh, working hard to encourage uh, the young students um mm -hmm. and that's why i also love doing bass because i can see that day day by day mm -hmm. Alan, um, you're going to us a little behind the scenes from Project Runway. However, however, before you go there, before you go there, um, who, who are some figures that push you? Because I think, too, the fashion world has so many challenges, you know, to, to begin with. Um, so to take time to give back, too, is fantastic. Um, it, it has been it has been a struggle i will say and and this beth will tell you because i know she's always trying to get a hold of me and i'm never around so she knows she knows how hard it is to get me um i have to say it's it's my mother my mother my mother's always been the one to push me forward she was the one that made sure we were speaking spanish at home while learning english at school so i was able to keep my culture everywhere that i've gone teachers were of course very important for me i mean hspba shaped me the way that i am as a person and then I actually went here to HCC to learn how to sew and to become a fashion designer. Um, and through my time in college, I was able to do all of the opportunities here in Houston to get backstage and sort of get my foot into the fashion world. So if it wasn't for my mom, I, mm -hmm. I don't think I'd be where I am. And I think that her as a Mexican, very strong, very independent woman, just like Frida, she's mm -hmm. been able to sort of make art from such dark times in the same way that Frida was able to do. Si me permites, ¿cómo se llama tu mamá? Mi mamá se llama Sandra González. Sandra González. Bueno, well, les felicitamos a ella por sus esfuerzos y su cariño, que claro, has tenido un éxito, pero como tú dices, es basado en la familia, en la mamá, y, y qué bonito que la quieres reconocer en, en cada día y con tus hechos. So te felicitamos con eso. And I think it is, it is fantastic. Gracias. I mean, uh, maybe that is what the Frida Festival is about, right? To recognize our roots uh, and, and to look backwards, but also forwards. Lizbeth, we're going to be here with you as you plan the 20th, okay? Yes. <laughs> Moving forward, do us a favor. Give give the dates and times for the three events again. And by the way, so folks can stop by to see the exhibit, visual arts exhibit when. Uh, they can go to Mecca at East End, which is formerly known as TBH. Uh, the address is 333 South Denson Drive, and the buildings open Monday through Friday from 1 p.m. till 9 p.m. Um, sometimes on the weekends, but for sure Monday through Friday. And folks um, can go in during those business hours? Correct. They can go. There's always activity. There's always a rehearsal going on, classes. So, um, And, you know, parents, if you're looking for a place to sign up your kid for summer camp, Mecca, Mecca, do it. Um, it fills up fast, and and they really get a, a world of learning experience. So you know, can't recommend that enough. I do want to mention I I didn't say that you know 
This year's Frida Festival, we are so excited to have not only Mecca as our fiscal sponsor and partner, but also the Alley Theater. The Alley Theater has come in to become um, a, a vital component of this and given us support. So we're so thrilled that not only are we growing with, with all these events, but with all the backing of the community and, and partners like Mecca and, and the Alley Theater. So um, that's the visual art component at Mecca East End. And we have our dinner fashion show, Frida and Primavera, which will be Wednesday, April 19th at the Ballroom at Bayou Place. Um, tickets are on sale on our website, fridafestival.org, and it's from 6 to 9 p.m. And you don't want to miss the show. I mean, Alan's pieces are going to be amazing. We'll have um, Jonathan Michael Espinosa live painting in the VIP area, and the model's going to walk the runway. Um, our sponsors, um, Polaris with a Slingshot, will be there, and um, Minimade Aguas <laughs> uh, uh, Frescas, um, Picadas Beer and Wine. I mean, we're just really, really excited to have a, a, a lot of support this year um, for this event. And of course, the Frida Festival at Mecca Dow, 1900 Kane Street in Old Six Ward, will be on Saturday the 29th of April from 11 to 7. It's free, family friendly. Tell your neighbor, tell, you know, your compadre and comadre, come on, let's take the kids, let's go let them run around, enjoy some art, ballet folklorico, dance. Karina and the Cosmic Cats will close out the show at 6 o'clock. And we'll also announce the Frida uh, lookalike uh, winners at that time. So bring the whole family. Fantastic. Well, thank you for keeping the legacy going. And we're happy to, to chat with you again. This is actually the prelude to Nuestra Palabra's 25th anniversary season. So <laughs> we're, we're right with you there as, as we go into uh, that, that, that legacy era. And of course, I want to thank you all. I want to thank Alan, Constance, and Elizabeth for joining us today. Looking forward to seeing you at, at some of those events. And for folks tuning in, we appreciate your support. I want to give a shout out to our community culture capital, Roxana Guzman, who is our multi-platform producer. Also, Rodrigo Bravo, who is our sound engineer. Also, Liana Lopez, who is one of our coordinators. And of course, all the Libre Capricantes. want to give a shout out to all our listeners on KPFT 90.1 FM. And again, if you can donate in the name of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having to say, we hope that you can go to KPFT org or dial 713-526-5738 because we're about local talent local gente giving back and creating careers so i'm really so proud of everybody who's joining us today because we ain't playing <laughs> we're here for the long haul and we're giving back so thank you all of you and we look forward to seeing you at the freedom fest gracias thank you thank you Tony. Esta es la forma pequeña de los dos, esta es la forma pequeña de los dos, cuando hablas de...